0: if you're having trouble losing weight, or maybe your energy's unpredictable, or you feel like your memory isn't what it used to be. Maybe you're experiencing various health issues. The problem could be insulin resistance. Many Americans are affected by insulin resistance. Could you be one of them? You're gonna wanna stick around and hear this incredibly powerful episode. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, the Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right, let's rev it up. All right, so here we go with this hum dinger of an episode. I hope you get some serious gems out of this, But before we get started, you know the deal. You got to go throw those walking shoes on, get outside, get a walk-in, let's walk-in talk, because spoiler alert, one of the ways to help improve insulin resistance is by walking. That's right. All right, so let's get into this. I want to start our episode today with a really impactful quote. It is by Dr. Peter Atiyah. And if you are not familiar with Dr. Peter Attia? I suggest you rush right out and buy his book called Outlive. He is a practicing physician, but also a longevity expert. He also has a great podcast called The Drive, highly recommend it. So we're talking today about insulin resistance, which is an issue, right? That's the problem. What we wanna be is the opposite of that, which is something called insulin sensitive. So let me read this quote to you by Dr. Peter Attia: If you're in the business of wanting to live the healthiest life you can, which means longer and better, you've got to be insulin sensitive. Full stop. All right. This is such an important topic, and I want to start, actually, we're getting right in right away With a fact or fiction. Here we go. Fact or fiction, kicking it right off because I want to blow your mind with this stat. Okay, fact or fiction, we're going to talk about the prevalence of insulin resistance. Now, in Americans aged 18 to 44, so we're talking young adults right? Americans aged 18 to 44. The research shows that 20 to 25 percent of Americans aged 18 to 44 have insulin resistance. 20 to 25 percent insulin resistance in that age category. Fact or fiction? That is fiction because it's double that. Rever, isn't this crazy? The research shows 40 to 45% of Americans aged 18 to 44 have insulin resistance. And if you're older than that, well, I'm not saying you as in you particularly, I'm saying the general population that is over 45, that number is going to be much higher. So This is obviously a very, very important topic. In today's episode, we're gonna discuss what is insulin resistance. I want you to totally understand what it even means. We're gonna talk about the major backlash of being insulin resistant. I'm gonna teach you a couple ways to know if you're insulin resistant. And we're gonna talk first steps to becoming insulin sensitive, because remember, that's what we want to be. Everyone. And again, please, let's just put this out there right away. This is not an issue for only diabetics because I run into that a lot. People saying blood sugar and insulin has to do with diabetics. All of us, all of us should be concerned with our blood sugar levels and being insulin sensitive. And before I jump into this anymore, a lot of the things I'm going to be suggesting to you when it comes to improving your insulin sensitivity is gonna be the same type of things you would do to balance your blood sugar. So remember, I did make you that balanced blood sugar checklist. Um, you can go to stressmonkey.com slash balance. Remember that monkey is spelled E-E, stressmonkey.com slash balance. I'm also gonna to link to it in the show notes because I'm gonna give you the first few steps of how to improve your um, becoming more insulin sensitive. But if you wanna really dig deep, go grab that checklist. All right. so. Here we go. What is insulin resistance? Well, if you haven't heard our last episode, um, episode number seven, you might wanna go back and listen to that because I talked about the two hormones that govern your metabolism that you have a lot of control over through diet and lifestyle, and one of those is insulin. So I went a little bit deeper, so I'm not gonna go through all of it again, but let's just review quickly how insulin works. When you eat food, and I want to make sure that I'm being thorough here. We usually say when we eat carbs. Insulin does get released when you eat protein and when you eat fat. However, it's a much smaller amount of insulin that gets released. So most of the time when we're talking about insulin, we're talking about carbs. So for today's episode, I'm just going to be talking about when we eat carbs, the response that insulin has. Um, because the protein and fat discussion is pretty advanced, and it's a whole different mechanism. So let's just stick with carbohydrates today, okay? So you eat carbohydrates, doesn't matter what kind, they're going to turn into something called glucose. And glucose is going to, if you're not using it as energy, like if you're running a marathon, let's say, it's going to go into your bloodstream. Once it's in your bloodstream, that is what we often call blood sugar right? So you eat carbs, they turn into glucose, go into your bloodstream, that is blood sugar. Here's the deal. High blood sugar is toxic. So your body has to get rid of this blood sugar. Um, And ideally, it's used as an energy source. So here is where our buddy insulin comes in. You have glucose, right? AKA blood sugar going on. Here comes insulin because I want you to think of insulin as a key. Insulin is a key and it's going to take that blood sugar and it's going to open the cells in your liver to get some blood sugar in. It's going to open the cells in your muscles to allow that sugar in. And it's going to open cells in your, in your fat, fat cells. So does that make sense? We eat carbs, turns to glucose, goes into blood sugar, insulin gets released, and insulin is the key that opens up cells in those three areas of the body, which I'll talk more about in a moment. So this is what happens over time. And I'm gonna explain why you might become insulin resistance in a second, but what is insulin resistance? It is simply put, your cells start to not respond, as they should to insulin's messages, right? So insulin is taking your blood sugar and it's like, okay, muscle cells, here's here's the blood sugar. And your muscle cells are literally rejecting and resisting insulin's message. And again, there's various reasons why, but oftentimes it's because you're on a regular basis, your body is having to release so much insulin Too much, too often. So, once this happens, once your cells start to reject insulin's message, your pancreas, where your insulin comes from, is like, okay, I gotta make more insulin. So, it starts pumping out more insulin to get the job done, okay? And now you have all this insulin released, so it's gonna take longer for those levels to come back down to balance over time the effects of this is going to get worse and worse and worse to where you might f- have full on type 2 diabetes okay because the more the insulin resistance goes on and the worse it gets your body's going to actually eventually lose any type of response to insulin at all so your in essence your body will stop making insulin okay now the next thing that I want to talk about, so hopefully you understand what resistance insulin resistance is. It's just very basically, okay, I my my cells are not responding to insulin's message. Okay. So the problem is that this inefficiency to understand insulin's message, it's going to create prolonged blood sugar elevations, right? And then a bunch of extra insulin over and over again. So Again, the more often this happens, the more insulin resistant you will become, okay? So it's important to note that insulin resistance has a spectrum. It's not like it's black or white, like you are or you aren't insulin resistance. There's a whole spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, you're just becoming insulin resistant. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have full-blown type two diabetes. All right? So what I want to talk about before I get into, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the three areas where insulin resistance can happen and why that matters. Um, but I also want to talk about why, why insulin resistance happens, OK? Um, we're, and I'm going to touch on the, the connection between fat, excess fat storage, and insulin resistance. Okay, that's a big one. So here we go. We're gonna talk about why can you possibly, there's many reasons why you become insulin resistant, okay? But I'm just gonna go over the big the big ones. So usually it's gonna happen when you're chronically over right? So you're eating excess, process, overly processed foods. You're eating excess starchy foods, starchy, sugary, starchy, excess sugary foods, low fiber carbs basically, okay? So, if you're eating a lot of carbs especially as you get older and you're not moving a lot, okay? So, it's a problem often when you're chronically overcarbing and overeating, okay? Undermoving or over stressing. And over stressing could mean that you're not eating enough or you're exercising too much and so guess what we are going to have to do a whole episode I decided dedicated to stress because it's a big topic and I will tie in the stress connection to insulin resistance when we get to that episode but for today let's just focus solely on insulin resistance but the point here is you can eat your way or stress your way to insulin resistance yeah so the three areas where insulin resistance can happen in the body is going to be the liver, the muscles, and the fat cells. Okay. Uh Are you ready for a little fact or fiction? I hope so. I'm ready. Fact or fiction. All right. This is a good one. All right. So here we go. Talking about where insulin resistance can happen. The muscle is the predominant place where we dispose of glucose, meaning carbs, okay? So the muscle is the predominant place where we dispose glucose. In a healthy individual, here's the fact or fiction part, is this fact or fiction? In a healthy individual, 80 to 90% of consumed glucose, okay, again, meaning carbs, is stored as glycogen in the liver and muscles. In a healthy individual, 80 to 90% of consumed glucose is stored as glycogen in the liver and muscles. That is a fact. So I want to make sure you're understanding what I'm saying here. In a healthy person, everything, all systems are, are functioning properly. When we eat carbs, the story I just told you about what happens when you eat carbs and you have that blood sugar and your insulin goes and takes the blood sugar to the liver, the muscles, and whatever doesn't fit in those two areas gets stored as fat. In a healthy individual, 80 to 90% of that blood sugar is gonna get stored as something called glycogen in the liver and muscles. Okay, that's a big deal and we're going to circle back to that when we talk about the link between fat storage and insulin resistance, but I want to make sure that you're hearing this correctly. So 80 to 90 percent gets stored in a healthy individual and in liver and muscles. That's so important and right away should be a big red flag for you that how incredibly impactful insulin resistance is on whether or not your body is gonna allow you to lose weight or if it's gonna to wanna to gain weight. And I'm talking about fat specifically. Okay, so here we go. The first sign that something really goes wrong is that the muscles are gonna take in less glucose. And then what's gonna happen is that the body's gonna to have to pump out more insulin to force that glucose into the muscles. Okay, that's, that's where the insulin resistance all starts. That's the first thing. And the next thing that's going to show up is you've got these higher levels of blood sugar all the time. okay? And that is because the liver is becoming resistant to insulin. And the liver being resistant to insulin means it's not slowing down glucose production. And therefore, even though there's glucose already around the liver, because the liver makes glucose, the liver's still making glucose. So let me simplify that a bit. When there's already glucose present, your body, your liver is like, oh, I can stop making glucose because there's already glucose available, okay? But when your liver starts to become insulin resistant, it doesn't get that message. So it continues to make glucose. So you might already have high blood sugar, but your liver doesn't understand that. And it keeps making more sugar, okay? Is this making sense? I hope so. So at some point, there's not even enough insulin that the pancreas can make to overcome the resistance. And this can result in a person needing medication to start to overcome this problem. Okay. This is just, it's a shit show. Let me just tell you right now, right? Okay. So I want to talk about the backlash of, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. I want to talk about the backlash of what can happen when you're insulin resistant. And it's a whole lot of stuff. Okay. Um, Did I, did I, was I going to tell you first Yep, let's do this. And then I'm gonna give you ways to know that you're insulin resistant. Okay, check this out. This is what can happen when you're insulin resistant. You could start having sleep issues, fatty liver disease, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is also known as PCOS. That is linked to insulin resistance. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides, cardiovascular disease. And then these ones are pretty obvious, pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes. And I want to stop here for a minute because this is the thing. Insulin resistance is very hard to detect until your blood sugar is all wonka-do. But this is what a shift in the way that you're thinking, blood sugar issues don't happen first. Blood sugar issues are a result of insulin resistance. That is very important for you to understand. So if you have been told that you have a blood sugar issue, right? maybe you have gestational diabetes, maybe you've been told that you are pre-diabetic, maybe you have type 2 diabetes, You're insulin resistant, okay? And that's, I'm going to come back to that in a second, but I'm just trying to explain it because I think a lot of people think, oh, I have blood sugar issues. I wonder if I'm insulin resistant. Yes. Yes, you are. And you probably have been for quite a long time. Okay? Is that kind of mind-blowing a little bit? All right. And then the other backlash of insulin resistance is excess weight, specifically fat. So let me let's talk for a second about the connection between fat gain and notice I'm saying fat gain not weight gain because we're, we're not talking about we're not gaining muscle here with insulin resistance we're gaining fat specifically. So remember what I said to you your insulin is going to deliver that blood sugar first to the liver and muscles first any excess that's not being used as energy that overflow is gonna get stored in the fat cells. And here is the thing. When your insulin levels are elevated and your blood sugar is elevated, your body cannot burn fat until your blood sugar and your insulin levels have both gone back to balance. So think about this for a second. If your body is constantly having to pump out extra insulin Because you are insulin resistant, that means your body is going to have a very hard time ever burning fat. And the worse the problem gets, the more fat your body is going to store. And this is my big concern when people try to lose weight and they might have this insulin resistance issue going on by counting calories. So you're counting calories, you're not seeing results and you hear people saying it's all about calories, it's all about calories. If you are insulin resistant, that is what you have to focus on number 1 because counting calories is only going to lead you down a path of frustration. Okay. Now, how do you know if you're insulin resistant? Let's let's get let's get to that. So I already touched on one. I'm just going to give you two ways because it's pretty difficult to know if you're insulin resistant. If you have any of those diseases that I mentioned or issues that I mentioned, you know, that's that could be a sign. But the big sign is going to be, obviously, if you have blood sugar issues, anything connected with blood sugar issues. And like I said, because blood sugar issues are a symptom of insulin resistance, okay? So insulin resistance came first, and because of that, you are now having blood sugar issues. So bam, right there, you know that you are insulin resistant. But here is kind of like a poor man's test to know if you're insulin resistant. You're gonna look at your blood work, your most recent blood work, and if you haven't had recent blood work within the last year, please go get your blood work done. It's very important. All right. So you're going to, you're going to get your blood work. There's two things I want you to look at. Okay. Under your lipid panel, you're going to look under your cholesterol. You're going to look at your HDL. That is your good cholesterol. You're going to look under HDL. Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing you're going to look is at your triglycerides, okay? Now, you want them to be at least a two to one ratio, meaning you don't want your triglycerides to be more than twice as much as your HDL, okay? Ideally, one to one, ideally one to one. So let me if you're not quite understanding what I'm saying, let me explain it in a different way using specific numbers. All right. So you're looking at your blood work and you're like, okay, my triglycerides are 100. Then you want your HDL to be at least 50. So you do not want your triglycerides to be more than twice the number of your HDL. Ideally, your HDL is. Let's say 80 and your triglycerides are 80, okay? One to one. If that is not you, if your triglycerides are say 200 and your HDL is 40, you are most likely pretty darn sure insulin resistant, insulin resistant, okay? So go grab your blood work. Remember, you don't want your triglycerides to be more than twice your HDL. You know what? I'm actually going to put that in the show notes so that you don't, if you're, if you're out walking, you know, I, I'm assuming you're out walking. That's what we're doing is walking and talking right now. Um, I don't want you to have to try to come and find this again. So I will put it down in the show notes if you forget what am I supposed to look at. But again, I'm imploring you to please get your blood work done if you have not done so in the last year. All right, last thing we're going to talk about. What are some of the first things that you can do to start to become more insulin? What's the word? Insulin sensitive. Good job. All right. And again, you know, you can always go download that managing your blood sugar, how to balance your blood sugar checklist that I made you because it's going to be the same type of things you're going to want to do. So if you want to go deeper on this, if you're like, I'm ready to take this on, Alicia, then go download that at stressmonkey.com balance, or you can just scroll down to the show notes. Okay, let me give you a few tips of what you can do. So the first thing, really important when it comes to your eating, you got to stop snacking all the time. Because think about, now that you know what happens when you're eating carbs, when you're eating in general, but Again, it's much more insulin gets released when you eat carbs. But when you think about it, if you're snacking all the time and you're eating every couple hours and your body is insulin resistant, that means you have this constant release of insulin throughout the day, probably high levels. It's never coming down. You're never giving your cells a break from the insulin. And you're never tapping into fat as fuel. So the first thing I want to say is I would really suggest you go three to four hours between meals without eating, OK? Another thing that you want to do, don't overeat. And that ties into number one, right? So you'll really want to start to practice to start sensing when you feel about 70 to 80% full, right? satisfied, comfortable, but not stuffed. And only eat when you're actually hungry. And don't worry if you can't do this yet. The more balanced that your insulin levels get and your blood sugar, the more in tune you'll be. But for now, eat slower. Try taking 20 minutes to eat a meal, because that's how long it takes for your hormones to tell your body you're full. And it's going to feel like forever at first, but stick with it, and you'll notice a big difference in your health. Okay, so so far we have try to leave three to four hours in between meals. Don't eat unless you're actually hungry, and you're gonna want to start to practice eating only till you're seventy to eighty percent full. All right. Okay, here we go. This is a big one. We want to steer clear of high fat and high carb meals. This combination makes the biggest mess of insulin and creates the strongest fat storage, storaging message. So let's let's think of all the yummy things, right? (laughs) It's true. Bagels and cream cheese, Uh, pasta with a creamy sauce, bread and butter, chips and guacamole. So really start to pay attention to high fat, high-carb meals, at least until you start to get that blood sugar, blood sugar under control, start to get that insulin under control, I highly recommend that you are going to want to skip the rice, the pasta, the bread, okay? Opt, opt for veggies and protein for now. Give your body a break from all that protein. I'm sorry, from all of that insulin, so I'm not saying you should never eat these, but we need to be mindful if you are experiencing insulin resistance, you're gonna wanna limit those, at least until you get this insulin resistance reversed. All right, two more things I'm gonna talk about. You wanna eat a lot of fiber and protein at each meal. Okay? So. Let's just say this, eat veggies and protein at each meal. So start with like two handfuls of veggies and then at least four ounces of protein at each meal. So four ounces of protein typically looks about the size of a deck of cards and if you're a woman, the size of your palm. So I want you to really hone in on that. Every time you eat, we need veggies and protein, okay? And the last thing I'm gonna talk about is walking. And you're doing it right now, hopefully. So leisurely pace walking, moderate pace walking, balances your blood sugar, and it regulates your insulin. It also lowers the stress hormone cortisol, which we'll talk about in the next episode. But for now, let's go over these. Should I put them in the show notes for you? Okay, number one, no snacking unless you're actually hungry, right? Stop snacking. Eat every three to four hours. Number two, don't overeat. Only to 70, 70 to 80% full. Number three, steer clear of high-fat, high-carb meals, right, or at least limit them. Number four, veggies and at least four ounces of protein at each meal, and number five, moderate-paced walking. And again, you can always go grab that um, mastering your blood sugar checklist if you want to go deeper on this. But I hope that has helped you for now. I'm just so concerned by how many people, and again, it's just an estimate, but when you're talking about kids, well, I say kids, they're considered adults, people that are 18 years old, 40% have insulin resistance, I mean, uh, that breaks my heart. So... It's, it's a big problem. It's only getting worse. And I want you to understand what you can be doing to help yourself be more insulin sensitive, to add yours to your life, and to feel better in those, those extra years in your life. Because you are a rever, which means you are a badass. Okay, Rever. thanks for walking and talking with me. Uh, Be sure to check out our next episode. It's going to be the stress episode. And I'm going to tell you things that might just blow your mind about our good old buddy, the stress monkey. Okay, so have a great rest of your day. Get that fiber, get that protein, get in those walks. All right. Bye for now.